listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. No matter what time of year, it's always a good time to recycle. But what if you don't know where to start? You're in luck. The City of Madison has a Recyclopedia. Yes, it's as wonderful as it sounds. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. I'm also your host today, joined by one of my friends and colleagues here at the City Streets Division Public Information Officer and Recycling Coordinator, Brian Johnson. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Good Brian. To be back. Yes, we like having you. Um, you're just full of information. Which is similar to this Recyclopedia, and I have a draft in my hand of the new one, but I can't say. But um, we'll talk generally today. Um, You know, before we get started, you have two roles. Can you just kind of boil it down for anybody listening, your PIO and then your coordinator position, how that works? Yeah, it really winds up sort of being like a job that's like a hat and a half. I like to call it, so that public information side of it. So that's everything that the streets division does. So probably my most visible role is in the wintertime whenever I'm the guy that gets to be on the news that says, yeah, drive slow, it's snowing. And so that's, that's what Brian. I get to do all winter long. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> me in my very clean yellow coat because I'm not having to drive the trucks or anything. Yes. And then also on the other side of it is that recycling coordinator part with like working with our vendors, trying to set up contracts, going to conferences, trying to learn how we can best handle those, like doing that uh, sustainable materials management. Um, the best we can in the city. That's a huge job. It takes some time. Yeah. Lots of emails too. Like there's a there's a big part of replying to emails with the job as well. Yes, yeah. and and to give you any perspective, anyone listening to this, I mean, and as a PIO, that's a big job because you have, especially for the streets division, because of the snow and because of all of the things that really cross a lot with the public. You know, like I'm a PIO too, but like the streets division has so much like use crossing with the public compared to engineering where we're like design crossing where our projects impact you or disrupt you, but your every single day life impact. Yeah. And like, we're probably one of the few city agencies people are like, you want to see at your door. Like you maybe really rather not have a police or fire office or a fire department or what are they, whatever they're called. The host people come. Yeah, yes. Yes. The emergency services in an right. emergency situation. Otherwise we love police and fire, but oh, still yeah, I get right, it. Yeah. But like, yeah. so like the, but you want the garbage person to come yes. there. You they need them there every day. You want your street plot. Like, yes. So there's more of this desire to have them there every single day and work like clockwork. And so whenever yes. things maybe don't quite meet expectations, there's, a lot of that conversations that happen with residents, with alders, with really anybody that's willing to. And that's one of the roles with this recyclopedia plays is trying to be that catch-all source of the things the streets division does the best we can. Yes. It's already a pretty thick book. That's why we only do it where every two years. Like I pull it, pull it together sure. every couple of years just because it takes a lot to do like the 32 pages that's in there. And um and try to put a little bit of everything in there too, because it's yes. so much stuff. You just try to right. not be too exhaustive with it, and where no one would read it because it would be like a Moby Dick long book. Yeah, <laughs> but also like useful enough where people can get what they need to know to do the right stuff yes. to do the right thing. So it definitely does help that you have your media relations and PIO hat on when you're doing your recyclopedia and your recycling coordinator work as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand. I do see, mm. but yes. 
impressive, Brian, because <laughs> you got a lot going on. Um, I, I, let's talk about the Recyclopedia. Okay. Um, you do. You did mention this. You know, it, it's 30, 30 some pages, thirty two pages. You already have people's eyeballs there because people care about recycling, especially mm-hmm. in the city of Madison. So it's wise to include other useful information in here. But it, but it, the guts of it though is here's how you can recycle successfully. Yeah. Like, what is it, and where did this come from? Before we get into like the nitty gritty in it. I guess, what is it and where did the idea even come from? Yeah, it's a booklet that we've been putting out for several years now. I believe probably started right around the time when recycling became ma- mandatory in Madison in like the early 90s oh. um, because it was just a big change that it was required. I mean, we've really been recycling in Madison since 1968, but didn't become mandatory till much later. Yeah. And um, and so just how to do it right because that was a big change for people. Like how do yeah. you – what how to even package the material the right way to put it out of the curb – that's also a big part of that recyclopedia. Like, how do you put the carts out the right way? When yeah. do you put them out? And like, how much stuff can you cram in there so it's not sticking it way out of the top of the cart? Like, all there's <laughs> there's more to it than what you'd think. And I was like, of course, you put the recycling in the green one, you put the trash in the brown one, you put it out, and then it goes away. Like, but, well, it's right. There's more to it. Yeah, you can't just throw the cart out there. Right. I mean, which way do you put it? Do you put it the handle way out? Do you put it the handle way in? What do, I mean, it. it it sounds super simple, but you don't want to make it harder for the crews that are out there. True. Yeah. Like, really? It's it's serial numbers five. It's face to street. That way, when they the truck comes, it's not the old-fashioned garbage truck that we saw sort of have baked into our memory where right. it's a person hanging off the back of the vehicle. It's a robot arm that grabs the side, the cart, lifts it up, dumps it in the top. And so you want the serial numbers facing the street. So whenever they lift it and dump it, the cart flops open and the stuff flies out the right way. Because sure. if it was the other way, stuff can get trapped in. Uh-huh. And also, if you put too much stuff on the top of the cart, we've seen some where the things are just like bursting out of the top of them. Yeah. Where it, what happens can, there? It could spill all over the street, which you don't want. No. Or sometimes people will cram like poles and stuff in there. That could maybe like pole vault the cart out yeah. of the truck's arm. Like we don't want that either. So like there's just little things to make certain the whole system runs the right way. And all of it's in that booklet, like which are available like public libraries or where we put them out. The... Um, because we don't really have the funds to mail them to everybody because it's and, a pretty hefty and, book to mail out. And paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a di- it's digital, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, there is – we put a searchable PDF version up on the website as well um, to just so people that just don't want the paper things. Yes. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I guess I should be young enough where I'm, like, digitally native, but I still <laughs> like having the paper thing. I can't help it. <laughs> and um, so I like – so I still like producing them. Plus, it's handy for our, our people at our drop-off sites as sure. well because those get really heavily used during the year. And residents will come and ask them a variety of questions about, hey, what do I do with this thing? What do I do with that thing? And mm-hmm. having this booklet for them to be able to reference as well is super handy. So we've had the Recyclopedia since when? Oh. We've been recycling since the 60s, but. I'm, I mean, I don't have the exact date. It's going to be in the 90s the sometime. So sometime in the 90s. Yeah, sometime in the 90s, yeah. I actually had a resident mail me all their back copies. They kept them all. And so like, they just showed up in my mail one day. So I have most of the old ones in a drawer in my oh office. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got to just... scan those and get them into the system so we have them, but that's cool. Yeah, they've definitely taken different shape over the years. Some were a little smaller, some a little longer, some a little shorter, and they sort yeah. of morphed around a little bit. Anything you noticed in the old in the old ones that is like, we would not do that or advise that anymore or anything like that that you're like, wow, we've really come a long way. Yeah, I mean, there's like there are some little things like, I mean, bundling newspapers is something because that's the way newspapers used to work was that we had to tie them up, cinch them up into a big brick, and that's Who the did? way they were grabbed. The city did. Like, the city did. Yeah, so the way residents would have to um, 
for any kind of newspapers at the curb for us to pick them up, they would just have to put them in a stack and then cinch them closed. And then we'd have to take that brick of newspapers and they would throw them on a paper rack on the trucks. Okay. Now with the stuff should just go loose in the cart. I talked to a resident probably a year or two ago that was still putting twine around these bundles of newspapers that they had. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that anymore. That's fine. Huh. It was to help just facilitate the way we had to grab them off the curb and throw them on the truck. And um, putting recycl- recyclables in bags. Don't have to do that anymore because your cart is like one big bag. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Right? These are, okay. So if you're doing that, Hannah, you know, shame, shame. But the, uh, maybe <laughs> you should the, be reading. I'm in the Recyclopedia <laughs> jail for that, yes. The, um, <laughs> but no bags. You just throw it yep, in there. Just throw them loose. What if the, you do put them in bags, though? Well, that's the thing. Like the, um, the facilities that sort the recycling that the city collects, sure. loose is best. Because once it dumps there and they go through their conveyors and there's people picking stuff by hand and robots are involved, that it's a really complicated system. Anything in a bag where they can't identify that it's recycling inside of there, they have to assume it's trash. Oh. So if it's a clear bag, you know, it's fine. It's not it's not best case, but like better to just have it in loose. And then because the, what winds up happening then too, if you like, yeah, because at the Pelletary Waste System, that's the company the city contracts with to sort and sell the recycling. They've had too many incidents where they'll see like a black bag coming down the conveyor belt. They open it up and like diapers fall out or medical well, waste right. or, or who knows. They don't know what's inside there. And rather than risk it and contaminate something down the line, they just have to put it in the trash. So if you absolutely positively cannot get yeah. around any other way, you have to bag the recycling for some reason, fine. Put it in a clear bag. But best if you didn't. Just save on trash bags also and just true. dump it Dump it in there and then just keep the bag. Unless it's dirty, then that can be kind of gross. But um, then you can just change your bag and throw that in the trash. But there you go. either way. Um, okay. Maybe I know a couple things, Brian. Okay. <laughs> that was one little gold star for Hannah Kay. Did a good job. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, 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 let's go into this a little bit. Okay. This is um, – we talked about how to use your carts. Um, what are some of the best chapters, I guess, in the recyclopedia from a useful standpoint that okay. stands out in your mind? You know, what chapters do people really need to look at? Maybe getting wrong in the process. Yeah, well, there's three, really. There's the the large item system, okay. as, as to know that one for certain, because that's something that's changed in the past couple of years where crews are no longer just roving around looking for stuff at the curb. There's a by appointment system that people have to, and that, that's all explained in the booklet. Okay. There's also the the brush and yard waste chapters. Yep. That's something that's pretty much always confusing because we do that every year though, Brian. How do we not get that right? I don't know. <laughs> and um, I think it's just the confusion because the type of stuff it is is the problem. Because like brushes, like the sticks and twigs and things you cut from your trees, and okay. and then that stuff that's turned into wood mulch that we sell to farmers, make available for playgrounds, stuff oh. like that. Oh. And then the yard waste is the softer stuff it's the leaves weeds grass clippings the stuff that you rake and pull from your lawns and gardens that go to a composter to be composted and every year there's always people that mix them up or they they come from other communities where they don't differentiate between the two or because the here in wisconsin we we've had a landfill ban on yard waste for since the 90s as well and not every state's like that. So if somebody coming in from another state, they don't know what sure. the rules are, they haven't gone to the local library to get their copy of the recyclopedia, <laughs> and they don't know what that, you know, they're just not certain what the rules are. And so yeah. those mistakes happen that way. Um, but just knowing, and plus two, um, in the past couple of years, we've changed the way we do brush and yard waste pickup as well, where we have a fixed schedule 
where you can go to our website, put your address in the form. They'll tell you the dates when to put the stuff out. You just put it out on that date. We'll be there in about a week. Oh, that's Sometime nice. in that next week. And, um, Hopefully it's not windy. Not windy. Yeah. Don't want, <laughs> don't want wind. Don't want rain. The, um, we're getting together for uh, the spring 2023 yard waste and dates. We're getting those together right now. So they should be on the website here uh -huh. soon. And yep. yep. Yay. Okay. Biggest no-nos. Common things people throw in recycling that really should just throw it away. Um, well, clothes. 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 A lot of clothing winds up in the recycling. You wouldn't. I think it's because there's there's something what? in the industry that's called like wish cycling, what where people well, people just wish it could be recycled, <laughs> so they chuck it in the bin on the hopes that it's going to be like that. Oh, someone else will take care of this thing, so they throw it in the bin. Totally the wrong thing to do. And then, and I think it comes from the fact that we value our clothes, and it just feels bad. To put it in the trash. It does. But you can't because in the recycling system, so if you have a spare like six, seven minutes, recommend going to YouTube, search for Pelletary Recycling or Kip Street Recycling, Kip with two Ps, okay. and watch that video about how your recycling gets sorted. And it'll, a, little, a lot of the um, bells will go off in your head like, oh, that's why we can't put clothes in the recycling because all these roll screens, uh -huh. anything loose and like that acts like film, basically, like loose plastic film, clothing, strings, wires, wraps around all those screens. It binds up the machinery. Oh. So you can't throw clothes in there because it might mess up the whole system. So no clothes in no recycling. No clothes in the recycling. So, I mean, donate them, yeah. ideally. Like there's yeah. a lot of donation opportunities or trash if they can't be donated. Oh, I know. It breaks your heart, though, I especially when you've worn it, like... Your whole life. I know that could be like your shirt. You know what I mean? Like that's the blue shirt I always wear. That's my lucky shirt. Then and then you, you yeah. spill motor oil on it or something like, well, that's that's not the landfill shirt. I guess I <laughs> it doesn't belong in the recycling. So clothes. Anything yep. else before the, moving on? Or anything? Styrofoam as well is something that's confusing because so no, don't, don't put it in don't put it in your recycling cart. Okay. You can bring it to a drop-off site. Drop-off site information is also in the booklet okay. um, because we can recycle that separately, but it's just the wrong type of material for your cart. And um and also I think the um, trying to anything else that really if you have any doubts like check the booklet or give us a call the stuff in our life's always changing and it's weird you know and the, a lot of the materials in the packaging changes without necessarily thinking of what the recycling of it looks like at the end yeah. and it that creates a lot of confusion so there's no harm in asking no harm in sending an email with a picture like what about this thing. I'll tell you, it's fine. And the, um, it's but very it's, responsive. Oh yeah, Brian's I, I, amazing. I do write a lot of emails, and the, <laughs> or just give us a call. That's what we're here for because it's so hard to. We try to make this booklet to be as expansive as we can, but it's difficult. But I think if we're just able to get rid of the, stop putting clothes or like plastic bags as well. Um, we used to be able to do plastic bags in our recycling. That's changed. So you oh. just, they don't go in your recycling cart at all. They're just another one of those tanglers. Like grocery bags? Correct, yeah. Like the small, okay, wow. So yeah. so no styrofoam, no clothes, no grocery plastic bags in that Correct. recycling. Yep. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. And I got one other thing. I guess one I more. Well, one yeah, more. I got, let's well, do it. Come on, let's go. Yes. Because um, that recycling triangle, or it's not even the recycling triangle. You see that chasing arrows thing. You see it on yep. everything plastic. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's recyclable. Oh. All that means, that's the resin ID code. That's the term for it. That just tells you what type of plastic thing or what type of plastic like chemicals make up the thing that you have in your hand. So just because it has that triangle on there doesn't necessarily mean it belongs in your cart. And we can take plastic containers, number one through seven. So containers, so you think three-dimensional shape. It's like a box, it's a jug, it's a bottle, it has a neck or a handle on it. Uh -huh. But if it's some flat, 
plastic thing off a children's toy, yep. not going to cut it. Or if it's a mother toy or if it's some other, like a real rigid plastic five-gallon bucket, not really the right thing. You know, there's, so you just, again, it's it's super hard for consumers. Our universe of stuff have made it difficult. That's why we have this booklet out. We have the website. We're trying to find other tools to help communicate the best we can to the right way to recycle here. But it's it's tough. It's tough. But so don't, and don't be embarrassed to ask. It's, 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 um, that's also why we're worked with Sustained Dane to make that master recycler course. Yes. To try to train more people to be able to be experts in this field, to go train their friends and neighbors and coworkers yes. to help get these people, get more people engaged and involved in knowing all these sort of complicated parts of the stuff that's in our lives. When is that? Um, the next session is going to be in April. April-ish. It's April-ish, yeah. If you go okay. to sustainedane.org slash better, yes. that'll have the dates there as well. Oh, jeez. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um, great information. Clean paper products. Oh, yeah. I, w- there's so many things we can go through, and we'll tease something in just about two minutes, but um, of what we're planning you and I, for um, anybody listening and people trying to plug into this, but I do want to hit on clean paper products. I did notice uh, you, yes, recycle your junk mail and shredded paper. There's a special note about shredded paper, mm-hmm. trash photographs. Yep. Sad. Again, one of those things you're just kind of like, oh. you hate to get rid of them. Yeah. Like it feels, yeah, believe I, I get it. Yes, <laughs> you know, and you it's a bummer. You photos. You never throw photos. No, never. No, I you mean, just, you hang on to them and then you make them somebody else's problem. The same yes. thing you do with like your children's artwork and stuff like that. You hey, put it in a bin what do you and you mean? save it forever <laughs> and then you make it their problem whenever you're 85 years old. Oh <laughs> so gosh. like you ne- you can't get rid of that stuff. And, um, but yeah, photographs is just the wrong type of paper. Um, and that's the goes in the trash, that extra little material that's on there. Um, shredded paper? Shredded paper. What makes it weird is that um, it needs to be in a clear plastic bag because it's so small to dump it in your cart loose. It'll get mixed in with the glass at the sorting facility, the way your glass gets sorted like that. Oh. So so you have to aggregate it in something, and it has to be a clear bag or just see-through enough. It doesn't have to be perfectly clear, but there's people on these standing on these conveyor belts, and they're looking for properly packaged paper bags or those clear plastic bags full of shredded paper so they can grab them and recycle them separate rather than like bouncing through the line and then getting mixed up with material that it shouldn't be. So it's, yeah. And that's something that's, it's weird because I know I just said, don't bag your recycling. And now I'm saying, but wait a minute, this shred of paper you do have to bag is just because that's the type of material that it is. So the type of bag you put your shredded paper in, there's so many rules. That's why you need your recyclopedia. That's why. and And again, I think it's just because the recycling, if all of our stuff was just real simple, just, Full paper sheets, glass jars, yes. metal cans, plastic bottles, way simpler. You put it out, it goes away, easy peasy. But then as the stuff changes, as we get make it more complicated, as all this stuff happens, it's just then the rules have to adapt to that. Yes. And it makes it tricky. But the, um, I would say, too, by paper products, we can now recycle, like, take out coffee cups. So, like, or any sort of, like, fast food cups. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be clean and dry. Oh. But then you can put it in the recycling. So if you wouldn't want to tip it out over your head and if you would get dripped on then you haven't got it clean or dry enough yet that's the test that's the test yeah so if you get dripped on (laughs) wait a minute but then once it's clean and dry put in that recycling cart plastic lid on the top of those coffee things that's garbage and then the cardboard sleeve on the outside slide that off the cup that's cardboard different material than the cup Huh? Oh gosh! And then put those Brian. in separate. I know. This is this is your. I made jam the Starbucks. Right <laughs> I made the Starbucks trip like way more complicated. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna 
gonna oh my gosh my <laughs> mind you can see the wheels in my, my yeah they're turning yeah um okay we're wrapping up here um in the recyclopedia you know we've we've covered moving days tree removal you name it it's going to be covered in the recyclopedia so many resources again one more plug um where can people find it specifically and what other resources um do people need to know to get it right you kind of said the master recycling class are there anything else and do you recycle of course come on of course yeah i do too actually and i'm learning how to recycle even better but in the in the city of madison recycling is mandatory so you can't opt out from this stuff and so them do it right because like we all contribute to this it's it matters really i mean it's hard to put your mind out but this is the one climate change and all this other stuff is just there's such big massive problems but recycling right is this one tactile thing that's in all of our homes that if you just do it right, you're making a difference. So just do that one little step right. It matters. Yes. And um, and just – or if there's somebody in your home that, like, just has a hard time with it, that little nudge, that's what that Master Recycler course is about, is trying to spread that knowledge around so those – you can have these conversations or with those people at your church or your work or any place where you know that people are having a trouble with this stuff because they just – they read something online five years ago that they half remember that, oh, it doesn't matter anyway, or all the other sort of banana stuff you can find on the internet. It's not, <laughs> and it, I guess a whole other conversation, and we're out of time. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. Um, but where to get these resources, sign up for that Master Recycler course or find your local Master Recycler as well. Okay. Um, Recyclopedias are available at local public libraries. We'll mail them out to anybody that requests them as well. Okay. Um, so, like, if you're a head of a neighborhood association and you want to hand them out to your neighborhood, we'll give you a box of them. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, well, the, those are the two really best places to get them. And then other resources, the Streets Division website as well. Hopefully, by 2024, we'll have an app again. You know, nice. we're working on it. So, there's we're trying to get more resources out there. Awesome, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you liked this podcast, you listening right now, and thought it was helpful... I know I did. You're really in for a treat. Really in for a treat. This is called my tease, Brian. (laughs) Uh, You're in for a treat this spring. We will be doing special 10-minute speed pod episodes. I'm calling them speed pods, not speed bumps. We're going to help you go faster to recycling and how to do it right. So speed pod episodes are going to be 10-minute condensed, um, focusing in on 10 super condensed info quick bits in the recyclopedia. So we're going to focus in on 10 topics to help you out. um, And we'll also be referencing specific pages and things like that. So make sure to listen and subscribe to Everyday Engineering Podcast um, and watch for those coming up spring of 2023. If you're listening to this episode after that, um, hopefully you pulled something evergreen from this that you can um, help that can help you toward recycling better and make Brian's life a little easier. Yes, please. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. If you have a question or comment about this podcast episode, feel free to write to us, engineering at cityofmadison.com. You also can reach out to Brian Johnson um, in the streets division. If you just do the good old Google, you will find Brian's name everywhere. Uh, Make sure you check out our engineering division website full of resources, streets division website about this topic, other topics you want to learn more about, because we are here always for you every day in engineering. Mm